Welcome, Hudson Valley, to this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. This week's guest is Denny Lane, a founding member of bands such as the Moody Blues and Paul McCartney's Wings. Denny and I discuss his songwriting process along with the musical inspirations that he carries with him from his childhood. Also, hear about how Denny considers the Hudson Valley a piece of home and how he's been drawn to the Hudson River. If you're an artist or a music enthusiast, this episode is for you. I had chills the whole time. We invite you to join us and listen to a previously recorded conversation between Denny and myself here on In Touch. Hello, Hudson Valley. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. We have an incredible guest here on In Touch today. This is one that I'm really excited about. We have a founder of the Moody Blues and the Wings. He's also worked with bands such as The Who, Led Zeppelin, Cream, ELO, Ginger Baker's Air Force, just to name a few. Two-time Grammy Award winner and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. This is so exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Denny Lane. Denny, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, especially after that intro. Well, I'm just (laughs) listing off all the things that you've done. I'm not saying anything that's untrue. No, you've had an incredible career, and I was just saying before we got on to uh, the mic and all, how, you know, my dad and I have listened to your music throughout the years, and it's incredible everything that you've been able to accomplish, and it's exciting to speak with you here today. And I know that a lot of people who are listening, who are going to be attending your show uh, in the Hudson Valley coming up real soon, will be excited to hear this. So again, thank you for your time. So what you have coming up, you have your songs and stories tour that you are bringing around, and you're coming to City Winery in Montgomery on Wednesday, February 8th. Eighth, And this is exciting because this is going to be kind of more a stripped back and intimate show with you with music from all around your career. Could you give us like an overview of what people can expect in that? What I'm trying to do, obviously, is, you know, the, the whole point of calling it stories as well as songs is I'm trying to get, you know, across the people that I've written quite a few solo albums, actually, in the 80s. But you know, I've become more of a songwriter than I have a performer, especially because of COVID, mm. you know. Um, and so, I mean, I was talking to Paul about this because obviously he was taken off the road at that period of time too. Um, and he kind of, you know, was saying he's not used to this. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, what, But what it did do is it made us sit down and write songs. I mean, that's what you do when you're not on the road, you know. And, and so... That pressure was off for a while, and I think it's in some ways, you know, it's kind of a silver lining of the, you know, they, it made us do that. So uh, that's what I'm doing. The show is is basically around, based around the songs that I either wrote or co-wrote, you know, during the Wings Moody Blues days, really, and my own stuff in the '80s when I sort of went solo. But I, you know, I haven't been, worked that much. I mean, it's like I'm back doing this because I enjoyed doing it just before the COVID thing happened. And, you know, I enjoyed it so much that, that, you know, why bother? I mean, I'd done the band thing for a while, a couple of years. Um, We were going out and doing, you know, a proper show and all that stuff. But this is so much more refreshing in some ways because, you you know, you've got more audience participation. You've got... You've got that kind of thing of being live, 
you know, and and dealing with that, and and at the same time getting across songs that they don't really know some of them. I mean, they're going to know some of it, obviously. But you know, I'm not going out there and doing a Wings tribute or a Moody Blues tribute. I'll leave that up to the tribute bands. No, no, no offence, but you know, I know I'm doing more what I've done. I'm I'm pushing that that agenda. So, and it's great, you know. I, I mean, I'm getting to. I've learned some songs that I haven't known for years, you know. I mean, I wrote them in maybe years ago, and now I'm sort of revisiting them just with an acoustic guitar. And it's really, this is the way they were written. Either that or a piano, but I'm not taking a piano with me on this leg of the tour. But, yeah, I'd just be doing songs that, you know, in their rawest form, and I think that's the best way to listen to a song, you know without all the trimmings and, and everything else. So that, it, that's what it's all about. And I'm enthusiastic about it because of... It's really refreshing to be able to hear all that about, you know, being able to revisit all these songs and have this intimate experience with your fans. Uh, what's it been like to revisit songs that you wrote uh, potentially decades ago, but you haven't played in a while? How's that feel? Does it bring you back to when you originally wrote it? Does it tell you yeah. a new story? What is that kind of feeling of revisiting well, uh, those songs? Well, it's a lot of memories, I'm for sure. sure. I mean, good and, good and bad. You know, the whole thing about writing songs is the fact that you you get to, you know, it's based on what you're doing at that time, but you get to embellish and add to it, and, you, you know, you bring in other people's stories and you join them all together and, and make a sort of a poem and, with music. And it's kind of a little, you know, it's like a journal type of attitude. You know, you have it. But when you're listening to these songs and they're that old and they still cut, they still cut it, you know, it's, they still work. That's when you realize that, okay, well, Jesus, it was better than I thought it was. <laughs> because, you know, once you've re finished recording, you very rarely go back and listen to what you've done. You're always going forward, you know, you don't sit at home and, and listen to music. I don't, anyway. A lot of people don't. It's done, you go on to something else, but revisiting it is a whole other experience because it's kind of a pleasant experience, you know. In some ways, it's not always because you think, well, I should have done that a little bit different. I should have maybe not made it so complicated. Maybe I should have just done it a little simpler. But whatever it is, you're revisiting the song, and if the song stands up, which it always does as a, as a sort of, you know, bare naked version, then it's, you know, it's it's pleasing to think, well, the song stands up, and um, so you enjoy playing it. You know, I love playing it on the acoustic guitar, and, and that's the way it was written, so it's fun. You know, it's just all about the, the, the lyric and, and the, the simplicity of it, really. That, that sort of, you know, it's a very inspirational procedure, really. Playing live in front of an audience, obviously, you know, when you get the feedback, they're enjoying it just because it's a song and not necessarily a famous song. But of course, they get the famous songs with it. You know. But I'm not trying to do a, I'm not trying to do a Paul McCartney. You know, I mean, he was the lead singer of Wings. So I'm doing most of my stuff that I sang on or I'm doing songs that I co-wrote with him and that's that works you know I enjoy doing it that way and that's so impressive to be able to hear all that how you're being able to take these songs in a very raw atmosphere and show them in the way or very similar to the way as you originally wrote them 
And as we mentioned, uh, you were in the Moody Blues. You worked with Paul McCartney, and you co-wrote so many songs uh, throughout the years. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the process that you had, whether you're writing alone or you're writing with the band or one person? What what's that? What is that process like for you as a songwriter? Well, first of all, I don't write with the band. It was it, my my co writing has always been with another individual okay. and I did it with Mike Pinder in the Moody Blues and, and and I did it with Paul and then you take it to the band if you see what I mean but mm-hmm. yeah so I mean he his approach is the same as mine you might it doesn't matter where you are you're going to you're going to see something that's going to inspire you to write a song a title you know a, a billboard whatever it is uh, where where you are inspires you to write about the place or the people you're with. But as I say, it's part of, um, you know, it's kind of part of a story that you, you're you kind of adding to. You've got that as a base, but you think, well, okay, that reminds me of something else and that reminds me of somebody else. And, uh, you know, so you you sort of package it around you know, that first inspiration, if you get what I'm saying. So it's, it's easy to write songs when you... You know, like writing. I mean, at school, I like writing essays. I like doing things, making things up in my head or based on the things that I, you know, don't know much about. But, you know, I'm trying to trying to learn all the time. So you're learning as you're doing it. That's the great thing about it. And especially, like, I'm in Naples, Florida at the moment. So this is a whole other world for me. You know, so it gives you a new approach to life. Um so it, it's it's wherever you are, whatever you've done, you know, that inspires you to, you know, brings these song out, songs out. And I pick the ones I like, you know. I pick the ones that I actually like. Well, I like them all, but, you know, some of them I'm not as, you know, they're not as great as the, the as ones that the truly others. resonate so you with you, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick the ones you, you actually like singing and ones that, And also... You know they're good to perform, mm-hmm. you know? especially as a soloist. I mean, you've got no, you can't, <laughs> you got no uh, crutch to lean on. You know, you're actually out there as a performer, and that's when the song comes alive. I mean, even when you go into the studio, if you don't have that energy, it's like you've just come off the road or something, and mm-hmm. you've had, you know, some reaction to the song. You, you go in there and it's cold. And you never, you don't get a great recording because of that. So you really got to try and like perform it as a solo song, not relying on any other musicians. And I think that brings out, you know, more of you, your natural talent or your natural artistry, if you like. Um, and and as I say, a piece of art is never finished. So you, <laughs> mm, you're yes. always. You're always adding to it, and it's a good feeling, you know. Oh, this is good, you know. I like it better than I thought I did. That's fantastic. Especially when it goes down well with an audience, you know. Having that connection with the audience, especially when you're being as authentic as you're talking about, is an incredible feeling to be able to vibe that way. And I love something that you said about the constantly learning and the curiosity of it all, and to be able to always have that as you're writing and as you're performing and revisiting these songs 
as you were saying, they had a story and they bring good or bad memories, but it's creating a new story and a new life to every new audience that you play it for, especially in a context like this, uh, which I find absolutely fascinating. Again, you're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. We are talking with musician Denny Lane. Denny is going to be performing at City Winery in Montgomery on Wednesday, February 8th, part of the Songs and Stories Tour. We've been talking a lot about songwriting and the process. And uh, one thing that I'm a little curious about with all the different groups that you've been a part of, you've been an inspiration to so many musicians for so so long, regardless of which band of yours they're listening to. But I'm curious, who inspires you musically? We were talking about what inspires you out in life and what can get the lyric and the song together, but from a musical standpoint, who are some of uh, the, the people that inspire you? You know, the fact that Paul and I and Mike and I, you know, Moody's guy, we, we all grew up on the same music. And it was either, you know, Elvis, Buddy Holly, and every guitar player is going to say, well, as soon as I heard That'll Be The Day by Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. I went and bought a guitar. So, I mean, you're inspired as kids by what's going on musically. And a lot of our stuff came from the American Forces Network in Germany. So through Radio Luxembourg, we heard a lot of stuff because of that. And, of course, we ended up working at a lot of those places going out there. But... It's just the fact that, you know, you 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 got such a, war, a wide palette of, of, you know, not sounding corny, but it's, it's like it is like an artist's palette. And you can use whatever colors you want to make your own picture. And that's what you do. So instead of like trying to copy, it's no good trying to copy a blues artist. I mean, even mm-hmm. Sonny Boy Williams should be backed in. He, just go, he goes around saying, well, these white boys, they want to play the blues bad. And they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. And he was a great old guy. I mean, he taught us a lot of stuff about playing harmonica. And, you know, we toured with him, went to France with him. And so that was, those guys were the inspiration for me. And then, then you got the other thing, which is the Ella Fitzgeralds and the Oscar Peterson trios, which mm. is the jazz side. And then I got the Gypsy Jazz thing with Django Reinhardt. So I was kind of into all that music before the rock and roll thing came around. So, you know, I kind of joined that to the new rock and roll stuff and tried, I tried to not copy people because how good's that? You know, that's not a lot of good to you, but it'll get you off the ground, but you're never going to be as good as those people in that field. So you steal a bit here and a bit there, and then you make your personality get into that, and then then you become a new actor. But it's basically all old stuff. It's, it's the way you put it together, right? You know, there's only eight notes in the 12 notes in the scale. Yep. So <laughs> it's all about that, you know. It's That's the fun of it. It's almost like, have I heard this before or did I steal it or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it just comes out naturally once you... It's almost like anything, you know. You, you, once you start doing it, it comes out, it flows out of you. It comes from somewhere, you know. And um, you just kind of write it down and, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, it's it's like meditation or something, if you want to call it that. You, I feel that. Once you, it's like practicing. It's like practicing your guitar. The, the, when you do it every day, you know, for a couple of hours, you just get so much better at it, you know. And um, as you get to kind of your horse, practice, you know. 
so it's all that, and that, that practice brings out the the um, the ideas. You just think, oh, you actually think, oh, I didn't know as good as that. <laughs> so, you know. So it's that's what it's all about. It's just doing it over and over again, and it, you know it, it, it comes to you. So it's not that hard, you know. But you've got to put the work in. You know that's what it is. And what an absolutely like great thing that you've been able to put so much into it, and you've been able to create your own sound and your own narrative with your music, which it's a privilege to be able to do. And it's a privilege for everybody to get to enjoy it as well, which, uh, which is so cool. And thank you for going into that. Another thing I wanted to bring up, we were talking about this uh, before we started recording. You said that you have a number of fond memories here in the Hudson Valley area, traveling up and down the river. And you even said that it reminded you a little bit of England. And I was curious if you could go into that a little bit for us, because I'm sure all of our Hudson Valley listeners would be very pleased to hear the similarities. A lot of people lived on the Thames River. You know, I had a boat. So I lived on the river. I, I kept a boat in in St Catherine's Dock in the middle of London. I just go up and down the river all the time on it because it's a sort of form of freedom as well. So I was already a boating person, and that when I first came, well, not the first time I came here, but I, you know, got to know the Hudson, and that, because I was going up and down looking, you know, to find you know, things to do and to meet all those people. You know, that's why it reminded me, because it was it was like my life in England in a way. But I was just looking for somewhere new to to put down roots, you know. And as I say, it's always been based around boats and and whatever, because you know, boats are another form of transport, and everything to do with music is has to be, you know. <laughs> getting to the gig, right? So, and boats is a way of getting away from a lot of stuff that you've got time to concentrate and, and, and write and do that. It's a sort of win-win situation. So that was the Hudson Valley. As soon as I saw that and got to know it a little bit, I felt at home for some reason. You know, so it was like, you know, and I've always liked places where I feel at home because it reminds me of my life in, in England before I came out here. Um, and that's it, really. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. If you if you go through a place and you love it, and you go, oh, that's it. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about this place because it already comes natural to, to me. You know, and that's what it was like. And the buildings, of course, Woodstock. I mean, come on, gotta love you know, Woodstock. You got all that, and you've got all that. In fact, I did drive around there a couple of years ago or something, and we're looking for like somewhere to get that reminded me, you know, of living in, in the country in England by a river. Yeah. And, and that's, especially because of all the music sense, of, you know, and a lot of the people that live there are all very artistics and, and whatever. So I felt at home there. And, and, of course, you know, the big Woodstock thing, which, again, you know, just happened by chance, really. Nobody knew that was going to change. Oh, well. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, that's so cool. Now, obviously, Songs and Stories Tour, are there any stories or memories that you might be able to share with us now of possibly a show or just any moment that you had in the area, something that might stick out to you? You know, like I say, when you see, when you see something and that reminds you of home or your lifestyle there, and that's what this area did for me, it just conjures up all the songs I wrote about, you know, travel, boating, mm. Um, meeting people, you know that's how you you get to know an area. And and mine was through the boating community in a way. 
uh, because I was attracted to that area because of it. Um, and, and of course, you know, New York, which is like the city in the world that I always wanted to be, get to know. Um, and all those places up north, you know, and, and I traveled the whole length of the, of the Hudson, all the way from up from Canada, basically, down to New York and That's back. Impressive. So that was a great, you know, experience. It wasn't the best experience as far as the, the people I was hanging around at the time, but, you know, people who, who were trying to get into the music business who sometimes don't belong there, mm. you know, and I'm talking about wannabes who they're not putting the work in like we used to. You know, a lot of them are very talented and very good, but a lot of them are hustlers. And, you you know, you got to watch that. And that's what was happening to me at that time because after you've been doing what you, you know, you've done, there's a lot of hangers-on that, that want to, you know, get a piece of you all the time. So you've got to be very careful about that. And, that, you know, I don't mean that in a negative way. But like I say, coming to America, having fame, you know, you you just want to have the, the, the solitude and, and the peace to do your job, and you don't want to spend your life being a rock star, you know. So that was that was always a problem for me because originally getting away from everything was to go and just be somebody who writes music. So, so, so that kind of peace and quiet and, and being around similar people is very important to me. Um, and not not living the life of like you know, well everybody's you know after what you are because of your your fame. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a sort of a you know a fine line there, you know that you want to keep your your original you know basic sort of lifestyle, but then you have to deal with the the the, the life that you don't want to be involved yeah. in. You know, once you get into the managers and the recordings and all the promoters and the marketing, it takes away from your your ability to be productive, you know. I mean, you've got to be careful. Anyway, I know what I mean. (laughs) I understand what you're saying as well. It's a really refreshing take and perspective on that, just to be able to focus on your craft and the creativity and wanting to focus on that above everything else. And, uh, it's, well, yeah. it, it's the, it's the beauty of working on any kind of art and that's really wholesome and inspiring to yeah. hear that from you. No, you know, that, that's why I felt about New York and the Hudson Valley because it was kind of the main area where I, you know, spent time really. because it had that thing of being near New York, but it also had the, the beauty of the, the countryside and, you know, I mean, it's a fantastic Incredible. area. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we are happy to have you come back and have you perform and everything. And this has been an incredible conversation. Again, you're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. We've been sitting down with Denny Lane, founder of the Moody Blues and the Wings, incredible songwriter in his own right. He's going to be bringing his songs and story tour to City Winery in Montgomery Wednesday, February 8th. You can expect to hear a lot of great songs, some you've probably never heard before. Some that you have heard, a lot of the hits, a lot of great stuff. It's going to be a very emotional, authentic ride, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to make my way over to it. Uh, Denny, is there any last comment that you have to say to our listeners before we uh, wrap this up? 
I hope that they, you know, there's a lot of musicians and writers and all that sort of thing. I like those people to come as well because it's, you know, if they see me doing it, it makes them want to do it. And I think it's all about trying to be more original. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you know, there's a period of time where, where the music business goes into a slump and everybody sounds the same. I mean, it was like that a bit in the 60s even. Mm. Until people started, you know, getting more and more productive with their own stuff. Writing your own songs was a big thing, you know. We never used to do that as kids. But like I said, this, if it inspires people to, to go out and write their own songs and put their, you know, do their own thing, you know, then that's what it's all about because you, it's not hard to write songs. But it's hard to write songs about, you know, personal stuff you know it's it's all that thing of being able to communicate to people because they've been through the same things as you and that's what songwriting is you you're just you're just joining up with people who do this have had the same life or whatever and and i'm just you know a working class kid from birmingham so Anybody can can do what I've done. I don't I don't look at what I'm doing, you know, as anything special. But um, it's nice that other people do. But I don't. Uh, you know, there's a lot more people, a lot more useful than me in the world. <laughs> doing a lot more, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all mm -hmm. very it's all very very relative. But at, but at the same time, I love what I do, and um, and it's because it's, it gives me a lot of freedom. That's all it is. It's just a, it's just out there, out there finding freedom. And you know what? What better to float down the, the Hudson River on a boat? That's freedom. That's freedom. Bit, you know. And you no, know, seeing somebody like yourself just doing it, it is a big inspiration, and it helps people find their voice as you've created your voice yeah. through all these years. So thank you. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, thanks for understanding. I enjoyed it. Thanks very much. No, I really appreciate it. You can see Denny Lane at City Winery at Montgomery on Wednesday, February 8th. For more on Denny Lane, you can check out the description of this episode. Again, Denny, really appreciate you, and thank you for spending some time with us today. Okay, thank you, Connor. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. This has been this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. We want to give a big thank you to Denny Lane. For information about Denny Lane's songs and stories at City Winery on February 8th, visit citywinery.com slash Hudson Valley. Of course, all the links and information can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you to everyone who listened to In Touch in 2022 and now into 2023. Last year saw a lot of growth for the program, and we expect to see even more in 2023. You can find In Touch episodes new and old on your favorite streaming services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. That and listen on demand with your Town Square radio station mobile apps. Of course, you can still find all articles and audio under the In Touch tab on this radio station's app and website. And don't forget, we're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at InTouch underscore HV. We're booking guest spots for 2023. We have a whole year ahead of us. Whether you have a topic you want discussed or you want to be a guest, the best way to contact us is through our office number, 845-471-1500, or email direct to connor.walsh at townsquaremedia.com. I've been your host, Connor Walsh. Until next time, stay curious, keep an open mind, and as always, I'm glad we get to spend some time. <laughs>